Hello, Royals, and welcome back to This Day in History. I'm your host, Tara Shimkus. There is a lot I want to cover in today's episode, so let's get right to the history. On this day in 1682, William Penn arrived in the New World, specifically in what is now Delaware, to establish the Pennsylvania colony. William Penn arrived in Pennsylvania sometime in the first two days after his arrival in the New World, but the exact date is disputed. I do want to delve deeper into the establishment of the Pennsylvania colony, but let's first take a look at the circumstances that brought Penn to Pennsylvania in the first place. On March 4, 1681, King Charles II of England gave Penn 45,000 square miles of land in the New World as payment for a debt that the king had owed Penn's deceased father, former British naval officer Sir William Penn. This date is officially the founding of Pennsylvania, as it was the day the colony was established through the king's royal charter. Having secured this charter, Penn set sail for the New World on a ship called the Welcome on August 30, 1682. With Penn were 100 prospective colonists, but unfortunately about a third of them died during the voyage due to an outbreak of smallpox. Fortunately for Penn, he was able to escape the illness because of immunity from a prior bout with the disease. Upon arrival in Pennsylvania, Penn presented his deed to the existing Dutch and Swedish residents who readily promised their allegiance to him and were granted land in return. Much of Penn's initial time in Pennsylvania was focused on establishing the capital city, Philadelphia, or the City of Brotherly Love. Penn directed that the city be laid out like, quote, a green country town where every house be placed in the middle of the plot, so that there may be ground on each side for gardens or orchards or fields, and so that it will never be burnt and always be wholesome, unquote. He also called for public places of physical recreation, including parks. Another one of Penn's instructions was the mandatory creation of community gathering houses and the establishment of a house of public affairs. Besides the establishment of Philadelphia, Penn concerned himself with developing a good relationship with the Native American tribes. The level of cooperation and friendship between Penn and the local Lenape tribe was truly remarkable. Penn humbly asked the Lenape chiefs for the use of their land and always took great pains to deal with the Lenape in an honest and fair way. Lenape reciprocated Penn's good faith efforts by inviting him to participate in their councils, feasts, festivals, and religious rituals. This incredible collaboration was largely due to the shared values of Penn and the Lenape. As a Quaker, Penn believed in universal brotherhood, which exists because of a spark of the divine or inner light that every human possesses. Similarly, the Lenape believed that all living things are kin. It is not difficult to see how these values intersected and fostered such peace and cooperation. Penn's Quaker values are not only relevant to his dealings with the Lenape, but also to some of the foundational principles of the Pennsylvania colony. As a Quaker, Penn was well aware of the level of religious persecution that existed in England at that time, not only for Quakers, but for all religious minorities. It's important to remember that there was only one legal religion in England at the time, and it was that of the Anglican Church, or the Church of England. Belonging to another religion meant that you were not only denied certain civic and legal privileges, but you were quite literally forbidden to practice your chosen religion. Penn therefore intended for his new colony to be a safe haven for those seeking religious freedom. While still only Protestants were allowed to vote and hold public office, Penn extended the right to freedom of religion to everyone in his colony, including the Lenape, in what he called his holy experiment. Even though only Protestants had full legal rights, Penn's decision to grant broad religious freedom was still exceptional at a time when, again, governments could literally forbid you from practicing your chosen religion. For further context, the only other American colony that was founded on the principle of freedom of religion was Rhode Island, and most of the other colonies had extremely strict laws in regards to which religions could be practiced. Penn also experimented with a more democratic form of government, allowing settlers to have, quote, a voice in government, the right of trial by jury, and the liberty of conscience, unquote. The actual government was organized into three parts, a governor, a provincial council, and a bicameral legislature that was elected by the people. These three elements of Pennsylvania's founding, the strong positive relationship with the Lenape, the broad religious freedom, and the democratic form of government show that William Penn was truly a visionary ahead of his time. As a native of Pennsylvania, I've always loved the story of Pennsylvania's founding, but now that I have learned more about what motivated William Penn in his holy experiment, I am even more impressed with this truly remarkable state and its incredible founder. Hopefully, I've been able to give you some of that same enthusiasm for this great state that is currently your home. On that note, see you next Tuesday, Royals, and have a great day.